This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Mike Slater on the Blaze Radio Network. So I want to talk about some solutions. About policing, et cetera, et cetera. So first of all, I, I mm, yeah, let me say this first. So Adam, I believe with the, I, I uh, agree with the Adam Carolla School of thought that you have four percent of the population, which is about, which are uh, African American males who contribute fifty percent of the crime. So if you can solve that math, then you won't have police officers who are so scared when they pull over a uh, sixteen to twenty-three year old black male, and either so the police officers won't be so scared of that, and then the people in the car won't be so scared of that. And then that interaction, and then everyone can get along a little better. That's point number one. But let's put that aside. That one doesn't matter as much. Here's where I want to come together. Some some arguments here that uh, Black Lives Matter people, conservatives, everyone in between can get behind. All right, let's pick the low-hanging fruit. This comes from Shamed Dogan, who's a state rep in Missouri, wrote out maybe six or seven reforms. I want to pick three of them. Because I think these are the three that really we can just we can just knock them out. <laughs> we just do it, not even think twice about it, and just be done with it. And it's great. And they just make sense, and it makes sense not in the name of compromise. Like no, they're just things we agree on. Let's just do them. They're the right thing to do. All right, first things first. And I talked about this on the Dr. Drew show the other day. We must end for-profit policing. Okay, are we on the same page? This is number one. Number one thing that I, I would say this on conservative The Blaze Radio. I would say this if I was at a Black Lives Matter rally. I would say all three of these things. This is number one. We must end for-profit policing. And I think that people at the conservative rally and the people at the Black Lives Matter rally would all cheer just the same. This has to stop. This is the entire thing that started Ferguson. Michael Brown, the shooting of Michael Brown was the spark, but for-profit policing, policing was just the pile of gunpowder that's been sitting there for years and has been growing and all it needed was the spark. This is from the Department of Justice. They, they found this in their report. That Ferguson was broke. They needed money. So they had the police write as many tickets on people as they could. The Ferguson Police Department turned itself into a a, a massive collections agency. Just taking money from as many people as they could. We told the story of a woman who got a parking ticket for $151. She couldn't pay it. She was basically homeless. So over the next seven years of missed court dates and penalties and all the rest, the ticket grew to $541. So she goes down to the courthouse to pay it, but she doesn't have that much money and they wouldn't let her pay it in increments. It was all or nothing. And she didn't have $541. So now there's a warrant out for her arrest. There are 33,000 warrants, arrest warrants out in Ferguson, 33,000 arrest warrants. And there's only 21,000 people who live there. (laughs) Try that one off for size. 33,000 arrest warrants and there's in a city of 21,000. 
Huh? Check this out. This is the Ferguson police chief, an email that he wrote to the city manager. He was like the business guy. Municipal court gross revenue for calendar year 2012 passed the 2 million mark for the first time in history. And the city manager wrote back, awesome, thanks. This is a police captain to the city manager. The girls, which are the, the court clerk people, the girls have been swamped all day with a line of people paying off fines today. Since 9.30 this morning, there hasn't been less than five people in line. In the last three hours, 10 to 15 people at all times. And the city manager wrote back, great work. $300 for a walking violation. $400 for disturbing the peace. $531 for high grass and weeds. And again, when people can't pay, they get arrested. I could go on. Here's the deal. It wasn't about racism in Ferguson. It was about money. It was greed. And you're thinking, well, Slater, why didn't they find rich people? Because rich people have money for lawyers to get them out of the tickets. And that ends up just costing the city money. So the best way to raise money is actually to find poor people and then keep finding them over and over again. It's greed. Not racism. It's greed from an out-of-control government that that created the gunpowder in Ferguson. Isn't that amazing? Now, that's for profit policing. That's got to stop. Then, on top of this, a newer phenomenon, civil forfeiture. Now, civil forfeiture has been going on for a while, but the new thing is police departments are putting civil forfeiture in their budget. So civil forfeiture is, let's say you're driving down the road. Uh, well, I'll give you an example. There's a gentleman we talked to a while back. He uh, owns a convenience store in Texas, I think. I forget. He was driving down the street from the store to his bank. He got pulled over for broken taillight, whatever. They found a bunch of cash in the back seat. He was driving to the bank. It's mostly a cash business. And they took it. Took all his money. That was it. They just took it. Civil forfeiture. And they're like, oh, we think you're in a, a, a drug smuggling operation. And it's almost impossible to get that money back. So it's civil forfeiture. And then the, the money, the police department's taken. They just spend it. They use it in their own budget. So... That's one thing when it was considered like, hey, look, extra money. But it's another thing to have it in the budget where you have to, they have to to steal a million dollars a year or whatever it is. That is wildly corrupt, has to stop. Cool? Are we all in agreement on that? I can't think of a single person who's like, no, we must continue those. Pro-. Like, No, come on. Unless you're the city manager. Those got to stop. Everyone agrees with that. Okay, good. Pardon. Look at that. Agreement. Agreement and movement forward. Beautiful. Oh, I feel so good. All right, number two. Uh, improving training for police officers is always good. Uh, increasing pay when it's appropriate. Okay, sure, fine. But the police union needs reform. Because it shouldn't be impossible to fire a bad police officer. We know it's impossible to fire a bad teacher. In the entire state of California, there's, I believe there's 300,000 teachers in California. And every year, two are fired for bad performance. Two out of 300,000. Two. Okay. So it's impossible to be fired if you're a teacher. It shouldn't be impossible if you're a cop. 
I've heard from many police officers that it's about 10, 15, 20%. I'll go with 10. 10% of police officers shouldn't be police officers. Now, I don't know, not in police departments, but I've heard that from a bunch of cops. 10%. I think that's probably about right because that's probably right for every profession. Right? 10% of teachers shouldn't be teachers. 10% of restaurant owners shouldn't be restaurant owners. 10% of, um, I don't know, tow truck drivers shouldn't be tow truck. I don't know, 10%, right? It's probably about right. So that's probably true for cops too. And the union, the problem is they're there. They're always there. Every union is there for the worst union members. But that's no good in a police force. We don't want that 10% around. They give a bad name to the other 90%. And puts the other 90% in harm's way. Because if you got a 10%, let's say someone in that 10% is super racist and goes around and does horrible things in the city, that hurts every other police officer who works in the city. This is no good. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we got to get rid of the police union. I'm not saying that police... Uh, don't deserve protection from the union whenever, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all that stuff. But if someone is a bad police officer, just objectively a bad police officer, the union should not do everything they can to make sure that this guy stays on the force because that's not helping the other 90%. It's not helping anyone. It's not worth it. So the bad cops got to go. And the biggest roadblock in the way of that are the unions. So that's number that's number two. Number three, something I think we can all get behind. And this is something we could talk about in more detail another day because I'm not sure exactly how it looks. But I think it's in the right direction. So a few years ago, there was a retired Air Force colonel who was shot by a police officer. And Wisconsin passed a law after that that requires an independent criminal investigation into uh, officer-involved deaths. So officer shoots someone, person dies. There has to be an independent criminal investigation. So I'm not sure exactly what that should look like or, or the rest, but the movement to pass the bill was called When Police Kill, Should They Judge Themselves? Now, we can work out the details because I don't want Black Lives Matter people judging them either. So we can work out the details of how to make this the most fair process. It's a worthy discussion, but I think the concept makes sense. Right? I mean, we want this to be as fair and honest as possible. So those are three things that I think are are just right. And I can't imagine much disagreement. There's always going to be some disagreement. I brought up that second one about the unions earlier or the other day on my local show. And uh, some union guy calls and it's like, oh, the union's there to represent, blah, 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 blah. All right, so there'll always be someone who's going to disagree. But I think we're talking 98% agreement on these things. So let's pick the low-hanging fruit and let's get moving. Let's build some momentum. But it's hard to do that because battle lines are drawn. Right? After Dallas, Al Sharpton hollering about the NRA. What? And then conservatives dig in about whatever. And it's... There's long-term and short-term. There's societal changes and government changes. Let's do the simple things. Let's do the simple ones. Mike Slater, Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. 
Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com.